This is the eighth and final dram of Rabbits with Nuclear Weapons. We'd like to thank everyone for listening. Uh, this was a blast. Cognac, Rocks, and Whiskey will return for our latest episode we've entitled Hatred. Have you ever heard of Betty Frieden or Frieden? Uh, no. I've heard of a couple different Friedmans, but go ahead. So Betty Friden is credited with launching uh, modern feminism, arguably the most influential and successful intellectual movement of the 20th century. Okay. And by modern feminism, I'm talking 1960. Yeah. Okay? yeah, yeah. Like with, she is argued this, that is this, is this during the advent of the birth control pill and all that kind of stuff. It's around the birth control. She founded the, um, oh, what the hell is it called now? Um, National Organization for Women in the late 60s, mid to late 60s, sometime in that time. Um, Her issues were... Her issues were mostly centered on stewardesses, right? Remember the old Pan Am thing? You can't be married. You can't have a kid. You have to look good. I don't remember the rules, but I know the stereotype. The old, like, well, they were rules. They were part of a contract. I I have no idea it was institutionalized. That's wild. Well, it was 1950s, right? No, it makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Like, I'm I'm not shocked, but I just didn't know. That's all. Um, It's not surprising. Her her feminism emphasized um, career-oriented independence. I believe was the term she used. Mm-hmm. You could have a job, right? And you as didn't have to woman. sign some as a woman. Or and you a man. You need to define by a man's parameters or a woman's parameters, right? No, but like the key takeaway is she argued that career, she emphasized career oriented independence for women and men instead of domestic life. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Um, equality. Right. Men could already have it. So she was quality of opportunity. Yes. And not having to sign horrifically problematic contracts. Um, One of the good uh, takeaways of the modern generation is Hooters, which is a a, a horrifically outdated institution when it was formed in the 80s, let alone in the 60s, um, is basically (laughs) dying off because you can't serve salmonella wings and fucking shit mozzarella sticks that are still half frozen and have a have a girl that's, you know, it's a, two years past their prime and about 13 pounds walking around in a tank top in a fucking orange shorts and high socks that haven't been in fashion since Phoebe Cates took her top up in Ridgemont High and fucking expect me to pay fucking $18 for the privilege of getting fucking diarrhea at your <laughs> restaurant. And this, this rant goes on forever. You should be a stand-up comic. It's fucking going down. And it goddamn should. It goddamn should go down because it's not 1960. And if I want to see a woman wearing scantily clad anything, I will go, go to, to either... Joint. I will either go to the strip joint or to Tinder where women will exercise their freedom to do what they fucking wish. Anyway, I got off that. Sorry. That's so a good, that's a good rant. You should be a stand up cog, my friend. You can keep that <laughs> if you want it. Um, it. <laughs> <laughs> so Betty Frieden was later um, 
found well found a direction that radical feminists were taking her initial principles. She found the direction that they were taking it was too far. Uh, found it difficult to resist the movement's push towards radicalism. Um, and she was eventually kind of, um, how do I put this? She was eventually kind of ousted from the, so while she, whilst she was head up, uh, held up as a, um, example to, um, to, she was the she was the George Washington of the feminist movement. The the same thing that or the John A. Macdonald of of you know what John A. Macdonald was the Confederation. Betty Friedan was to uh, the feminist movement in the sixties, um, but she got okay. the same treatment at the end. Um, her moderation fell to radical principles. And her name is not held in the same high regard as it was previously because so, so even be- she didn't go far enough. So her, her word wasn't held according to radical principles, as you say. Okay, so why do you think that is? Why do you think – what what happens? Like, okay, I'm, and you're, you're reading the Gulag Archipelago right now. I, I think I'm about, uh, I don't know, I want to say about 10 to 15% through it right now. Um, am, what do you think? Uh, well, the Gulag Archipelago is a five-volume book. Yeah, uh, I know. It's nuts. It's I, nuts. I am, I have... The fuck was that? That was my audiobook of the Gulag Archipelago. Mm-hmm. I have 11 hours left in volume one. Yeah. And it's taken me about, it's about a 24, I think the first volume is 24 hours. Um it's I think I think I got the abridged version. I have the unabridged five volume version, and each <laughs> volume is twenty four hours of audiobook. It's terrifying. taken me about three weeks to get through that. And normally, every time I drive, every time I'm in the gym, I'm listening to audiobooks. But that book is just so goddamn depressing that after it about I, it cannot be what I listen to driving to work in the morning. It cannot yeah. be what I'm listening to driving home from work in the morning. <laughs> I can handle it at the gym because I'm just like, oh, whatever. They were doing hard labor too, bro. Let's fucking so, push okay. this iron. They were doing hard labor too, bro. Okay. <laughs> Forward by <laughs> Cognac. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm over it. You, you can do the new forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, Whiskey's never going <laughs> to let us keep half of this, right? What's that? <laughs> He's never going to let us keep half of this. He might. He might not. It doesn't really matter. Like, I'll I'll go through it. He he, he doesn't listen to the own podcast anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> he just he trusts me, which is you know that's it's a no, no, very it's good. It's an, it's, active, it's an act of it's an act of it's an act of trust on his behalf, and he's very and I make sure that I don't I try and make sure that I don't let him down on that on that and aspect because he's a hell of a lot smarter than I am. You could probably if you've been recording this whole goddamn thing, you could probably put out like four to five little forty minute blurbs as we rotate around oh, topics. Totally, totally. And the thing is, is going through and editing everything so that it it 
everything has kind of a, a nice flow to it, right? Because um, it took us a while to get to this point where we we're actually like, you know what? Fuck it, we're recording. We're uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing this. So yeah, and I'm we'll gonna we'll we'll keep going until your wife pulls you away, my friend. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, it's funny. So I got um, my bottle of whiskey back... here. I got yeah. a, I got a little uh, a little Sleeman original draft to wash it mm-hmm. down with when I when I'm getting a bit of heartburn. And, I've uh... got a... So I finished off the Powers Gold at Gold Label. It had a tail left in it. I finished off my black bottle, which had a tail in it. Of I um... am thinking about switching out this Lagavulin when we take our next like two minute pee break. Yeah. I'm thinking about switching out this bottle of Lagavulin for a nice uh, Woodford Reserve bourbon. A little bit of sweetness would be nice right now. So I think I'm getting my 10 to 15 minute warning right now. So oh, so it won't will even be happen. Cut. Probably won't even happen. I wouldn't I wouldn't go too far. I've got like less than a weed that I'm uh, left in uh, in mine. I've got a Glendronic peated pork Glendronic peated pork wood uh, single malt, which is uh, delicious. Smells though, so my wife is not too thrilled about that. Mm. <clears throat> anyway, so I figured maybe my ex wouldn't even give me a kiss after I uh, drank Lagavulin. She thought she it tasted it. It smelled too smoky and peaty. Well, so the missus is the missus is preggers again, and uh, and so because with that well, she's comes just jelly. Well, no, she with that no, and it's not not really she's not much of a drinker <laughs> herself. But with that, that it comes it, she she has heightened superpowers. She can smell shit from a file from a mile away. I can tell I've been drinking. Apparently, uh, she can smell shit from a mile away, man. Like it, it's nuts. Like the she'll she, she just opens the door and she wants to vomit <laughs> because she smells this this uh, peated uh, port. Yeah, and like in that. a month she'll be fucking putting pickles on chocolate ice cream. Pregnant women are fucked. It's it's just it's not their fault. It's all How their hormones. How dare you? How dare you overgeneralize? You just lost half our listener base, <laughs> which is all of two people. <laughs> Half of your listener base is not women. I you're, can promise you that. The the one person you recommended for this thing just tuned out. <laughs> ah, da, da, she's fine. She's French. Probably didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tabernak. Um so the uh the last so I guess the question I was gonna ask you with regards to uh, the Gulag Archipelago is what do you think or how, I, I, I guess in your own opinion, how does it come about that uh, people just decide or groups, I don't know, somebody comes up with an idea and, and it's, you know, it's good. It's moving the bar. It's, it, it, it's pushing the bar forward or it's, you know, moving the field stick, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I've been drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yardstick. Yeah, yardstick. Yeah, yeah. Pushing, moving the yard, the yard, yeah. pushing the yardstick forward, right? Uh, one increment at a time. <clears throat> what do you think happens when uh, people or groups of people or another person decides that's not enough? We need to push harder, faster, stronger, and then they fuck it all up. Like, what? Well, what is going good. on there? You're reading the Gulag Archipelago. I can tell you what happens, and so can you. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. Well, listeners may not be, right? <sighs> but okay. what, what is going on in their mind to make them decide that, to decide and act upon that, to say, you know what? I like what you're doing, but fuck you because you're not progressive enough. Like, that it seems like such a cognitive dissonance that happens in somebody's brain to say, 
fuck you, you're not progressive enough, or fuck you, you're not taking these this thing far enough. Like it seems so strange to me. Um <clears throat> part of it's willful blindness, I believe. Um do you think it, it has something to do with something that we talked about uh, at the beginning of the podcast with, you know, people like me who only read the headlines and make yeah. a make a decision or make- they inherently believe what they're told or even when they see something wrong, they keep their head down. They don't want to make a fuss. Yeah, um, I pulled up as you asked me this question. I uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I Wikipedia. I pulled up a. Um, a poem I was I, I remember uh, hearing a long, long time ago. And if you'll indulge my pretentious art coming out of Quebec, fueled you by the pipeline francophone fuck. <laughs> fueled by the uh, pipeline of oil money that ran out about eight years ago. But I saw that political cartoon recently. It was like a golden pipeline coming from Alberta to uh, to Quebec with like dollar signs moving through it. And then out of Quebec was just pretentious art. So um I think that speaks to Canada circa 2006. Uh, wow. This poem, it's obviously not a Quebecois poem. It's uh, its very famous. I'm sure you'll um, <clears throat> understand it as soon as I come, uh, as soon as I start saying it, or recognize it as soon as I start saying it, by Norton, uh, Martin Niemöller, um, a German uh, Lutheran priest. Uh, and he said, first they came for the socialists. That's ironic. Uh, right? <laughs> for... <laughs> First, they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Yeah, I've heard that one, yeah. I think that's how it happens. What we are getting right now, I think he's identified what happens, is in the great march of progress forward, certain people can't be with us. Right? Uh, we have no more place for bigots or racists or homophobes. And um, even though we decide who are bigots and racists and homophobes. Right. But I am going to take a moment uh, and, and say that, in my opinion, there is no place for a bigot or uh, a racist or a homophobe. Depends um, on how you decide who, how somebody fits that I criteria, don't though. Redefining parameters. I'm not redefining If shit. you hate somebody because of who they are or what their religion is or who they choose to fuck, you're wrong. You're wrong. If you hate them based on that alone, you are wrong. But what now, if somebody disagrees if, if, with if, you on now, that point? If you, are, if they, you, are they arbitrarily amongst that group? Because that's what people are doing. Just the wrong. problem they need to be re-educated. But, sh- but they don't should need people to be, be able to have their only... Ed- they don't need to be re-educated by being attacked. They need to be re-educated by being educated. I was brought up, uh, my my parents were strongly anti-homosexual. Strongly. Hmm. Um, not religious in any way, shape, or form. Just, my dad never trusted the gays. Um, but, um, you know, uh, the more you meet people, the more you realize people are the same. It doesn't matter to what corner of the world you find yourself in i would wager that everybody wants a better life for their kids than they have for them right so we're all the same in that regard except i don't want any fucking crotch goblins 
Right. But I want a better Gosh, life probably. for I want a better life for your kids than we had. And I don't know how the fuck we do that because things are like like super good here in the super West. Super easy. Super good. And I think they're actually too good. And you guys have talked about adversity, uh, lack well, of the, adversity. No, that's uh, that's uh, the thing that gets brought up often, and I've heard it. I've heard it said said uh, a, a number of times. And I mean, it's a, it's a topic of philosophy, really. Is uh, I think it came from Kierkegaard. I think I've yeah, mentioned it a couple times. Yeah. Um, uh, that the, we seek the, adversity. Yeah, yeah. The uh, human things will become so e- so easy and so simple for human beings that the only felt lack that they have will be for lack itself. Mm-hmm. Right. So that I mean, we used to die we, uh, up until about a hundred years ago. We died from a lack of caloric intake. Now we die from too much caloric intake. It's yeah, that's the crazy. world has changed that rapidly. Cult- not just that, but that cultural ch- cultural values have shifted from. You know, a fat person was seen as somebody who's wealthy and sexy and somebody to strive to well, be. Can provide. They were wealthy. Yeah, they can provide. Yes, they can provide. They got money, yo. And, <laughs> and, and now they're just everywhere. And now, now they're, they're just everywhere. Class, Everybody's you know, got money now. So it's it's now. It's funny it's, that it's funny it's, that it's, it's just that, the like, upper class to be in shape. Looking healthy, like, looking thin, looking fit is is a sign class. of sexiness. Well, the middle to upper class that can do that. Because if you if you look at the lower classes that are not yet um, that are not fat, they're generally like meth skinny and they got to the to look. Then you get the lower middle class who are generally kind of pudgy and soft northern people, at least here in Canada and in the UK and stuff. But it's only once you get to the middle middle class and then the upper classes. Uh, upper middle class and then the upper class that people are back to like super fit all the time. And the reason for that is firstly, I'm going to go from middle, middle, upper middle class perspective. Um, it costs a fair amount more money to eat healthy and have a gym membership than it does to eat McDonald's dollar menu. And I'm not disparaging those who have no choice, but to eat the McDonald's dollar menu. They have no choice. Now, the upper class, and, and now we're talking Hollywood stars. Oh, fucking, uh, what's her tits? Nellie Furtado had a kid, and six months later, she had her abs back. Yeah, that's because she has two personal trainers on staff, a nutritionist, a cook, and a nanny to take care of her kid that never sees her until they're fucking old enough to be worth something. You know what I mean, like, it, it, it's it's now the weird spot where it used to be the upper class were kind of pudgy, and that was a sign of not only their ability to eat, but their also their ability not to have to work. Yeah. Tans, tans. That's what were, most people aspire to. Unsexy until about the sixties. Tans were what the working class did out in the fields. That's why women in England used to carry around the parasols. I mean, it also rained all the time in England, so parasols. You know. um, parasol is like um, it's like an umbrella, but for the sun. So women, the the wealthy women used to carry around an umbrella even in the sun so they wouldn't get a tan. They would stay as pale as possible because only the the lower classes had to work outside and get sunburned. They used to call a tan a sunburn. Now we call a sunburn what it is, a sunburn. And we've all had one because you have the same pigment as I do. Well, I don't know if you've met me. I, Danny Boy makes a good joke about it. I'm like most Scottish just, uh, descendants. I get sunburnt watching fireworks. You get moonburnt. 
<laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm about as white as it gets. <laughs> yeah, but you got that Scottish coating of fur that helps you a little bit. So Some, somewhat. I'm somewhat. Irish, mate. I've got fuck all except for <laughs> gorgeous blue eyes, a goofy accent, and a fucking aversion to the sun. <laughs> and somehow you speak French too. <laughs> that about neck they call this. Hey, yeah. you're nested community all on the academic. And that's why you're cognac. I think uh, <laughs> I think I'm getting I think I'm getting the boot here, so we should probably wrap it up. I well, think it has it, been almost four hours. So. I, I'm pretty sure it's been well over that. Um, but oh, uh, you know what? It's been almost five hours. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, we started going, at eight. Didn't we? we started at we've been going solid. It's almost yeah. It's about uh, four hours and forty minutes or so. Well, so, if you want to start an aside. Cognac and rocks, even though you don't mix those two things. If you I want think, to start, I think we could keep talking. I think we could talk for hours, dude. So, I think uh, oh, I don't. Good. I think it would be uh, foolish to not keep something like this going. So, uh, um, if we, uh, you know, if we want to get together again, we can try and do something like this. I'm gonna try and turn this into <laughs> something salvageable. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of information here. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't know if I can sit down and edit like almost five hours of content. I mean, you I can. May, I, may, I may have to. I may have to divide it. Yep, I'm wrapping it up. I'm getting the. I'm getting the wrap up. Symbol. Yep, we're we're going. We're going. We're going. Yeah. Later. So, but later, the, later. the the bottom line is, uh, I'll try and uh, edit this. I don't know if I cut it into a couple of small sections or if I uh, make it one big section and we don't call it shortcuts. We call it long cuts with cognac oh, and rocks. No, no, do it. <laughs> call it shortcuts. It's like uh, Dan Carlin's Blitz edition, right? But they can sometimes be five hours long. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's true. that's true. Call it shortcuts. We'll just do this. Get whiskey's permission. But I do want to sum up with a message because that's what whiskey always does. And it makes you sound smart. Educate uh, and inspire. What? Educate and inspire. That's supposed to be our message, I guess. I that's know. your message. That's not my message. <laughs> my message is um, um, educate yourself, grow as a person, decide what you think is best, not what society thinks is best, and vote and uh, inform your MP of such thing because that's the beauty of living in um western society and do understand when you choose not to vote that is your choice however please sympathize that there are people around the world literally dying for the chance to vote that's good all right on that note thanks buddy i appreciate you coming on cheers anytime yeah bye boy